Welcome to HPMP, the JRPG Podcast, episode 52. We are on Spotify. We're also going to be on Apple Podcasts as well pretty soon. So if you want to listen to the podcast, maybe down on YouTube, there are other options for you. So actually, if you go to Anchor and search that podcast out, you can just listen to it through there. And like I said, Spotify as well. All right, so we're going to get this started with the intros. All right, uh, Blakey boy, go ahead with your intro, man. It is that time. What's going on, guys? It's me, your boy, Westtown HD. Today, boys, we are back in that HPMP. We got some topics to talk about, some Minecraft to mine. It's going to be back in the mine, bros. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right. Uh, Bao? Hey, guys. Bao here. Uh, I... No, I'm going to save my Steve thoughts because it's my start of a whole argument, but glad to be here. <laughs> What's up? Uh, Sosuke? What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Sosuke the Bro. We are here to talk about a bevy of things. I'm not I'm not going to be on the whole hate Steve or be hyped for Steve train. I will tell you this. Don't play 10 gacha games, kids. It's a horrible experience. That's, that's a bad life decision. Uh, Gab? Hey guys, it's Gab. Thanks for having me back on the podcast. I'm hyped to talk about some JRPGs today. Um, you guys know where to find me. And Riku. What's good, everybody? Riku Sun One, the only one here. And uh, it's been a rather doozy of a couple of weeks. Uh, we're here to talk about some JRPGs, so let's get into it. All right, and you guys know me, of course, Shadow Elite HD. I know the channel has been slow, and I said that, I think, last podcast, but I've been really trying to get through the Legend of Hero games, and I did. Finally played them all, and now I'm ready to play Cold Steel 4 when it comes out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that because I might get in trouble uh-huh. if I say some more. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, recently got through the Crossbell games, and they were really good. All right, so um, let's go Thanks. with the um, first topics. Let's um, let's just start with what we're all playing right now. What games we're all playing right right about now? Uh, Gab, you're, you're playing Thirteen Sentinels Egypt, right? <clears throat> right? Yeah, I'm playing 30, Thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rim. I'm also playing. What's the other game I'm playing right now? Uh, I just started Genshin Impact, which it's it feels pretty good to play. Uh, Thirteen Sentinels, I say. If you don't like visual novel games and, like, a lot of text, you're not going to enjoy this game. The story is phenomenal. Characters are great. I honestly think this this basically did what I want Octopath... I wanted Octopath to do. Because, like, it actually has the stories fleshed out. You know, they all combine. It's a really long, like, story. You're invested in every character as much as possible. You know what I mean? Okay. How's the battle system? Um, it is, it's, okay, so the way the game is, is it's kind of divided into three sections, so there's, like, the story parts, then there's, like, the actual gameplay, which is RTS strategy, so you can kind of choose to do it whenever you want, um, but yeah, the gameplay is, like, strategy RPG, so if you're not into that either, you pro I mean, you can still play the game, but you're gonna have to do the RPG, like, the RTS elements at some point. You can't avoid it. <laughs> So you can go as long as you want with the visual novel stuff. So it's heavy on visual novel. Now you you get blocked. Like the game will tell you you have to do like this mission to proceed with that character storyline. Yep. So would you say it's eighty percent visual novel and twenty percent gameplay? 
Yeah. Wow. I would go if I would even go as far as to say it's like eighty five percent visual novel and fifteen percent gameplay because there's not that much of it. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's this is why I'm staying away from that game. Bow, what you all? Um... No, 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 no. It's so it's still worth playing. The story is fucking amazing. I'm telling you. I I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get it when it goes on sale. I've convinced a few of my community members to get it already. So, uh, Bob, Bob, what do you think of uh, Thirteen Sentinels? I know you're playing it. Uh, yeah, I'm also playing it, and uh, there was a lot of hype for the game from like people that were telling it from voice actors to the devs. Like they kept saying like, "Oh, this is a special game." So I kind of had high expectations going in, and surprisingly, it's kind of lived up to them so far. Um, the story, as Gab said, is really divided between 13 characters, but they are all connected in some way. Like, you'll be jumping from character to character to fill in gaps of, like, what the heck is going on. And the story really goes places you don't expect it to, and it really does hit some, like, high notes with emotion. Um, and as for the actual, like, gameplay battle segments, I am enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. They're actually kind of fun. It's kind of like a tower defense thing. Is that all you're playing? Um, if you count like Among Us, sure. I'm trying to mainly focus on 13 Sentinels and get that out the way before uh, Code Steel Four drops. Yeah, that's a lot. Of and it is a it is pretty long for like this style game. It's like 25 to 30 hours for a visual novel slash RTS game. So would you would you guys have preferred it it be it play like maybe Dragon's Crown or Odin? No. No, nah, I'm fine with the gameplay. I'm 100% fine with this because the story is so good. And the battles do have like a purpose. There's story to them. It's not just like mindless kill all the enemies. Yeah. Because right. I, like, I always like Vanilla Wear style. I like Dragon's Crown, Odin Spear, um, Murasama. Loved it, but because I like the Muramasa, gameplay as well. I will say, you really can't get a feel for his battle system unless you play it yourself. Because I wasn't sure I'd feel about it at first. But once I played it, it just clicked and I kind of liked it. it. It feels smooth. I'll say that. But I, I do find, I feel like I'm overpowered at what I'm playing. Like, every character is leveled up a, like a ton because I did so much story first and then oh, yeah. went into the battle. So, so they don't tell you this, but... When you're doing story missions, you're actually getting meta chips, and those meta chips you use to like upgrade your characters to in the fights and stuff. So I'm going in and like everyone's like going up like 10, 20 levels, and then I go into the battle and I'm just like, oh, this is really easy. Yeah, I haven't had any real challenge so far. It's like so easy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing a lot of good good things about the game. It's sitting at an 86 on Metacritic right now, so... I mean, they said it was Vanillaware's best, and I can probably... Yeah, that... I, I'd agree to that. Really? That's their... That... Oh, man. What, that battle system? I, okay, I get the story might be their best, because the story and, um, you know, the Vanillaware games too, aren't though. that great. Uh, but, um, even the visuals, they, they trump Dragon's Crown, they trump, um... They're not, they're not as colorful, but they're, like, fitting. Oh, okay. Because I know... I, th- I think Odin Spear is their best-looking game. By far, even dragons, even better than Dragon's Crown. Like in terms of visuals, no, it's not their best, but just like quality of like what they were going for, yeah, it's a contender for their best game. So, can you guys see why this game took forever to develop, or is it just 
Yes. Mm, yeah, I guess. It's the uh, translation and the voice acting, because there's so many voice lines in this game, I can understand why it was such an issue, because literally almost every line in this game is voice acted. So. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. I, I see it on sale. I, I'm going to try to get it. Just hopefully I'll have time to play it. Uh, So, uh, let's see. Blakey Boy, what, what you playing, man? So, I am, as you all know, I am running through the Cold Steel games. I shouldn't say games. I should say game because I'm almost done Cold Steel 1. We're still trekking on. I might even try and finish it either tonight or tomorrow on stream, depending on how I'm feeling. Uh, so we're running through that. I am playing Among Us on the side with friends. You never really stop playing Among Us. That is just the wave. Uh, and uh, I've actually been uh, getting back into Minecraft. I actually opened up a server for some of my friends last night. And uh, we've been uh, going ham in there. And it's uh, it's been a whole lot of fun. So, yeah. just uh, Your brother built a hidden palace. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he managed that in two hours uh and then when i came home from work today he told me yesterday that he wouldn't have a lot of time to play because of school i came home from work today look on the computer man's hot glued to the computer i'm like yeah okay good talking to you bro if your grades fall ain't my fault but uh <laughs> yeah i'm a great sibling as usual <sighs> all right all right um so it's good what you playing man i just got back into monster on the world with the fatalis update and uh you know i was having fun and then the Fatalis existed. Like, the Elatron was hard, but the Fatalis is literally, bro, you might as well just you might as well just come back after, like, 400 hours of grinding for, like, the perfect build. Jesus. And I've also just been hardcore grinding my skills in Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on games. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So much technical aspects to it. Other than that, I've also just been trying to dip back into Mega Man Battle Network on my streams and also trying to boot up Tales of Destiny again. That dungeon is stupid, but I have to beat that game. And which of the uh, 30 gotcha games are you playing? <laughs> Tales of Crestoria and FGO. I have to focus on those. <laughs> <laughs> I have to focus on Tales of Crestoria because they put out Asbel from the F arc of Tales of Graces and just the Halloween version of Estelle from Vesperia. I love me some Estelle. So, I, like, for Crestoria, I thought the story was really good. Do you feel that way as well? Oh, yeah. The story is. Like easily among the best of the Tales games. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I can believe. I haven't played, I haven't played that much of it since I stopped playing, because I got, I, I got open to the closed beta, and I was playing it for a while there. And I really enjoyed the story, but I didn't get all that far in the story. But from what I played, it was really good. And it only gets better. Like even the character interactions in the story are just like with the other Tales characters that show up alongside the original characters made for Crestoria. It's like. It, it blends so well into the world. There's just like a segment where the main characters of Crestoria are in town and they're like, man, what are we supposed to do for for like money so we can get a boat so we can travel? And you see Lloyd, Genus, Colette, and like Arche from Tales of Fantasia all talking together. And it just, it fits their characters so naturally to see them interacting like that. I never got, I don't think I got further enough to, to, realize, to, to know the reason as to why they're in that world. Is, did, this, did they get to that, or is it just like this, is the this world is just, this world is like the Tales of the World games, where it's just that's oh, a natural, okay. it's a natural existence for them. Like some character stories get rewritten to fit the theme of the world a little bit better, so that it doesn't feel like, oh no, don't worry why this person exists like this. But I'm pretty sure he's dead. Don't worry about it. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. Now that you say Tales of the World, then I can just I can make sense of it. Yeah, because I played one Tales of the World game, and that was the only one that got localized. 
like if you play like the side stories, when you do Velvet side story, you're gonna be like this is Berseria with like a, a remix to it. I- I'm here for it. And yeah. there's also another side story that like actually make me made me like Emil and Marta from Dawn of a New World. Really, Emil? Yeah. You yeah, like they, Emil? Like they, I actually huh? like Emil. I actually like huh? Emil now. Like he's actually pretty Excuse cool to be around. Excuse me. What? Like I played, like, played Cress's side story. I'm like, oh god, it's Emil. Me by the end of it. Wait, come back. Oh my god. Okay. Like, he's actually cool now. Uh, he's cool. Emil. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, now nah, I, I might have to see this. I might have to see this. Um. All right. So, uh, Riku, what you playing, man? Okay. Uh, well, firstly, before what I am playing, you, do you want me to just hop into the my thoughts on Final Fantasy Tactics, or save that for later? Uh, what are we doing here? Hmm. You, you you can go ahead. Just um try to try not go so deep. I guess. Condense it. <laughs> I will. Ju- I will try. I will try. Okay. So, recently finished Final Fantasy Tactics. You know, a decent amount of people wanted me to play that as my next Final Fantasy because I was. Uh, prior to that, I finished Final Fantasy IX, and I was going to either go over to Final Fantasy X or finish some more of the games that were associated with Final Fantasy VII, which means the next game I would have played was Crisis Core. So I decided to make a poll, and you know, one of my friends was like, well, you said you were going to play Tactics, and Tactics, uh, a Tactics, the original release of Tactics, at least, came out around the time Final Fantasy VII did. Correct me if I'm wrong, people here. Uh, about. Right? It yeah. is true. Yeah. So they were like, well, you might as well knock out tactics while you're down there with the Final Fantasy VII's and whatnot. And I was like, I guess you're right. You know, the one to pull. So I decided to play tactics. And at first, I'm going to be honest, I did not. I was not feeling it at first. I was just, I was like, oof, guys, I don't know about this one. I don't know. But, you know, it's my technically my first tactical rpg game so i had to learn the rules of tactical rpg games that are you know that aren't a concept in traditional so once you get the hang of it i started to have a decent amount of fun i think it's a very good game but i also do think um and i've been seeing this a lot when it comes to the um final fantasy games at least when it came when it comes to the ps1 era of final fantasy there's a decent amount of age that comes with it, and you're just gonna have to deal with it. Um, so, I have what right here. I have five pros, and I have uh, no, I have four pros and five cons. All right, you gotta run through these because, like, the last time you did this, you were on Xenoblade for a while, my guy. And you said this was gonna be short. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I am not going to go go through them. All I'm gonna say is that the game's very good, right? Low encounter rate, I enjoyed that. Mustadio is the best character in the game. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Right? I did not like the fact that by the time you did unlock Cloud, uh, the game's almost over, and your characters are around like level 50. And up to that point, every like special character that you've unlocked for your party all come into your party around the level that your party's at. But when you get Cloud... He starts off at level one. So if you huh? want to make Cloud... Wait. That's go, weird. Go ahead, where is it? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, a part of me is like, I understand why they did this. Because if they started off Cloud around the level that your characters are, and you're like, cool, I have Cloud. And then you freaking 
beat the game and then you're probably gonna you know majority of people like uh when they see those credits roll they they turn the game off you know they're done Mm -hmm. um but if they give you cloud and they know that you're a fan of cloud but he's at level one the first thing you're gonna say is well time to level up cloud get him you know get him caught up to speed and that's probably most likely what a lot of people did when they got Cloud. They they tried to level him up. They tried to make him gameplay relevant. And I was one of those people. I was like, I want to make Cloud relevant. You know? So, uh, what was my playtime like? So, was it easy to level him up? Or did you have to, like, really spend a whole bunch of hours getting him to level up? Uh, did we lose the guy? I think we lost him. Here that is looking at his playtime. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I remember him posting. It was like 80 or 90 hours. Yeah, I thought I saw that too. It. Yeah, it was like 80-something 80, 80 hours. But I guess, um, I don't know if he sees it, sees why it's the great, one of the greatest Final Fantasies he's ever made. I'd ask, ask him that when he gets back. All right, let's see. While we're waiting for him, let's go on to our first topic. Uh, should we just, um, should we talk about Steve? Should we, should we, should we jump Let's into Steve? Let's talk about Steve. <laughs> should, we just, should we just jump into this? I say yes. You guys want to. <laughs> should we just jump into Steve and Smash? I know this ain't, guys, I know this ain't JRPG in particular, but this I'll was kind first, of there a big. Are, there are JRPG characters in Smash. Since I'm like the least Smash-oriented person, I will say, I knew this was coming. It's been a meme for so long. I just knew it would come eventually. I like the skins they chose. I don't really care that people are upset. It's a video game. Get over it. Ah, man, so, um, when Nintendo announced this, I was a little bit, I want to say I was a little bit disappointed, because I was like, all the characters that you could have put. Well, how how long have I been mute for? Uh, you were mute for a while, we moved on, bro. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why don't I hear anyone? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) No, just continue. Forget about it. Tactics is a good game. All right. So yeah, so St- so Smash Bros got a new character. It's Steve from Minecraft, and it seems that this news broke the internet, or at least it broke Twitter. Because I know after he was announced, I couldn't get on Twitter at all. I couldn't post. I couldn't I, look at anything. I was like, God damn, this man! He break the, he break Twitter. I, I think there was something that could break Twitter. So, I remember this happening before. Launched. Yeah, I remember this happening before, but I can't remember what it was. But I do remember it being Dragon Ball. No, the last time before this, I recall it being broken was because of a Minecraft YouTuber and a streamer like had doing this thing called Lover Host, which is like a reality show on Twitch. Uh, I saw that, yeah. I saw that. I saw one of It was Dream and uh, Just a Minx. Not that anyone cares, but I like them. So, So, let me ask you guys were you guys asking for Steve and Smash? Yes. No. No. (laughs) Not really. Anybody in the chat, were you guys asking for Steve in Smash? Did you guys want Here, this guy? I mean, seriously. Here's my thing. I'm fine with Minecraft being represented in the game. I just don't think it needed a playable character. Like, Minecraft could have been a me costume, as you've already seen. They added some. It could have been um, an assist trophy. could have been something else. I just don't see, like... What about does, Square Kirby? You're missing the Square Kirby. I, just don't, I actually find Square Kirby kind of cursed. Squirby. He's beautiful. My, my cubicle son. <laughs> yeah, Squirby's awesome. We got we got a lot of people in the chat saying no. <laughs> we got a heck no, no, nope. 
Wasted slot? Ah, oh, man. Wasted slot. <laughs> to be ah. fair, though, I've been playing Minecraft since the alpha, so basically since I was a preteen. Oh, my God. And you're not excited for this? This is like a childhood right here in Smash. Dude, I don't play Smash Bros. Because, like, I don't know, man. Just, I stay away from that. <laughs> no right. comment. All right, so let's go around the real world real quick. Uh, Riku, um, I don't think you even played Smash, but what do you think about this? I think it is uh, kind of what, you know, we were talking about in the group chat. And I, I think it was Sosuke and Tarks were going back and forth in regards to yeah. if, if, uh, if if this character, if this video game character deserves to be in this game. And they were coming at it from two different angles. Uh, it seems like Sosuke was coming at it from a... Uh, I, I don't want to say, you know, for, in regards to Sosuke's stance. But it seems like what Tarks was coming at, coming at it from was in regards to well-known and successful video game franchises. And the protagonist or you know, the main character from that franchise. If you're looking at it from that perspective, then sure, Steve deserves to be in the game. Um, but I, I know a lot of other angles that people say that, you know, he doesn't. And to a degree, I can understand that as well. For me, I'm, I'm kind of with Gab. I don't really care that much about Smash. If I did care, ab- uh, if I did care about Smash, I was playing a heavy like these guys here and whatnot. Would I care? I, I don't think I would. I think I would actually kind of be on the side that I would be kind of irked that he's in here. I have one like, more thing to add, too. We're going to go around the room, Gab. Uh, I, I just have... Yeah, I'm just going to say I would. I, I probably would have still wanted Shadow or Knuckles or some shit. But that's it. I'll <laughs> leave it to that. All right, all right. Yeah, what were you going to say? Go ahead. I was just going to say uh, it's a generational thing, too. Like... Minecraft is really popular with kids, like, and I guess some people aren't thinking about that, because we've all grown up at this point, we're, like, adults, you know, playing Smash Bros, and now kids are asking for characters, they choose relevant characters in their, you know, and Minecraft is unfortunately the biggest game this gen for, like, kids and stuff, and Fortnite, those things. So yeah, so shouldn't Fortnite be in the game now? Is that was that where we're going by? My most popular, so Fortnite got to be best. We could. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry, but I thought Smash Bros was. It's like it's like Blake says, a celebration of gaming, and I get that this guy is that popular and people love Biggest Minecraft. Biggest selling video game of all time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. But still. I like there are some people that shouldn't be in the game and that's one of them. Alright, so we got um Sebastian with a um super chat. Crazy thought. Minecraft came out when I was twelve. That was nine years ago. It's representing the childhood of a lot of young adults now. Makes you feel old. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's like, There's a lot of, another thing is like when it comes to Smash, I would I, I don't know. It feels like a lot of the people that I know that play Smash are a bit older than that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like people who play Smash seems- are probably like I want to say 18 to like maybe 25. Mm-hmm. So, oh, older than that even. Yeah. yeah I was going to say older than that. It feels like, I don't know. For for me it feels like the people that really give a fuck about um Steve being in Smash, like they they're hype, you know, and they've been playing Minecraft and all that stuff. It seems like that number is just really small. Like a lot of it feels like a lot of people that really are into Smash they are on the older, you know, yeah, but side uh, of the spectrum, and they really didn't play that much Minecraft. Seems like 
I don't know. It feels like there's like an age. It's definitely true. Yeah, but like I guess like the people who asked for this, like people who were really excited, they play Smash casually, so that gets Smash out into in in more eyes. You know, like more people know about Smash now. I guess you could say the people. Who I think it's more Smash. like Nintendo has like the Switch being a popular <clears throat> console, right? So of course many people are gonna play it. And with mine, Minecraft literally is one of the biggest games of all time right now. And it it's huge. It's huge with kids. It's basically the most viewed thing on YouTube. Um, so it's kind of like, honestly, I would believe it's why we got it basically. Yeah, man. Like, I, I, I would have said this was the last character that we would actually put into the game. Like I, I, I honestly personally think it's a wasted slot. Um, Sosuke, what do you think, man? After giving it a couple of days of thought, I, at first, like I said, at first on Twitter, I was like, this is the most disappointing Smash announcement that there's been. And I was kind of being a, a little overdramatic about it. Personally, I don't care. As someone who grew up with playing Minecraft a lot, like, damn near to a point of almost losing a computer over it, I can see why it's here. Personally, I could never in my brain associate anything Minecraft related with Smash. It's just not something that just sits right in my head. But it's good because the recognized... Like, it's like, yes, he's a recognizable character, despite technically not having a character. Steve himself is just a blank slate in which you use to create things in the world of Minecraft. But overall, it's like, the people who wanted him, who truly wanted him, are as excited for him getting in as for the people who got Cloud in Smash, for the people who got Ryu and Ken in Smash, for the people like me who got Mega Man in Smash. They love the sight of it, and it, and it has them excited. And I'm glad to see people just excited to enjoy the game. I'm not going to try and sit on a high horse of, oh, this is trash. From As someone who plays fighting games, whenever a character gets into the game, into a game, it's always a good thing to just see more content, to see what new things we can see out of a character. Granted, it looks a little weird seeing him animate next to everyone else, given how limited Minecraft's animations are. But at the end of the day, you just got to suck it up and deal with it. He's here to stay, and there's nothing to change about it. I personally won't be buying him. I'll be buying the other DLC characters if I like them or not. That's just how it's going to be. You also got to take into consideration his his little, like, the way he moves and whatnot may seem weird because we haven't seen this. But I would say he's... Remember, there's also Mr. Game and Watch. He moves that too. Spooky too. That's still unsettling to this day. I will yeah, say this: yeah. Steve has probably like one of the better looking final smashes out of the DLC characters. Like yeah. overall, it's just yeah. a very solid looking one. For weird animated characters, Steve is a better weird animated character. If that makes sense, when it comes to between him and Game and Watch, I. I won't be playing either of them anytime soon. It, like I'll have an incomplete roster for the rest of my Switch's history, but I'll still be able to sit down and play Minecraft and go, damn, this is actually a part of one of the biggest celebrations in video game history, and that's amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake, what do you think about Steve and Smash? So, as you all know, I am a huge Smash Bros. fan. I am a huge Minecraft fan. So... This fell into one of those categories where Steve doesn't necessarily fit the narrative of Smash Bros. And Minecraft, I think Minecraft would be like that weird exception where like a Minecraft stage is fine or like an assist trophy is fine. 
or even like a me costume because like you don't think that steve is gonna is gonna like be a character because you're like oh, obviously if you want to do steve justice there's a whole lot of stuff you have to do uh some would say you'd have to rework every single stage um All so when i saw this uh it was actually at work uh the presentation started right as we opened the store uh it was just me and my coworker for like half an hour so it was it was cool we could watch the whole presentation and i our initial reactions at first when i saw the trailer i thought it was gino because it was focusing on mario and then it was in like a dark cave and i was like this looks like minecraft this looks like mario rpg uh and when i saw steve i i popped off bro i it was just one of those this this is up there with like i said i when Cloud got into the game, I was excited, but at that point, I had never played any Final Fantasy games personally. I just knew who Cloud was. Uh, same with like, 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 so I was gonna say it was like the Ryu Ken Cloud effect. Like for me, Steve was that massive character that I never ever thought I would ever see in Smash Bros. Like ever, period. Uh, so when I saw him, I was like, "This is this is amazing. This is this is insane. This is crazy." Um, the, the whole presentation, like everything you can do for like down, he's a resource character. So like you got to like mine the blocks in order to like get like better tools and stuff. And he looks like, ironically, it's funny that a character who appeals to like the younger demographic or like newer Smash Brothers fans, it's funny how a character that appeals to that fan base is so complex <laughs> and like everything you have to micromanage. Like if you don't have like the right tools or anything like that, then you can't like edge guard properly. Your weapons are weaker. They'll break on you like a fire emblem character. It's, it's so it's, everything everything about it it's just amazing i i'm absolutely blown away by everything sakurai has done he reworked every single stage for this character so that he could place blocks on him it's just personally i i think this is the most hype i've been for any of the dlc characters because when joker got announced i wasn't a persona fan or no i wasn't a persona 5 fan i should say uh but i'd say he's probably tied with who else would say like banjo kazooie and stuff like it's it's super surreal that he's here and i part of me is wondering how much uh money uh microsoft gave nintendo for this or if oh, nintendo gave microsoft this? yeah because uh yeah. i know like you see how, how, how microsoft be out here like hey but that's a 7.5 billion we gonna drop it right on the table here for you so they are not shy about dropping money and i feel like if microsoft wants another rep in the game bro they will they will give it to nintendo like no hands like hands down uh, this would be the second one right yeah this this yep. is um yeah they had banjo and steve uh yeah. and then everyone who wants like doom guy and smash doom guy is now a microsoft character uh so there's that or like any bethesda rep is technically a, mi- a microsoft rep now as well so i honestly after with like the love the microsoft has been giving us i don't think it'll ever happen this would be like the next like out of the water crazy impossible prediction but like if we got like a sony character i don't know what character maybe like i feel like ratchet and clank or jack and daxter would fit the smash bros engine perfectly uh i don't think kratos fits in this game bro <laughs> but uh pretty sure uh, i think yeah. they're better i think <clears throat> I think they're better off just trying to get Crash and Spyro. Yeah, see, because yeah, I'd, I'd say I, I don't think we'll get Crash and Spyro. I think Crash or Spyro. I personally would prefer Spyro because I've played more Spyro. I like I like Spyro as a character more than Crash. Uh, but see, I thought it was actually going to be Crash in Thursday's presentation because Crash Four came out the next day, and I was like, imagine they pull a power move and put Crash in the game like right now. Uh, so no, I I I absolutely love this, and I cannot wait to play him. It's uh, it it. I played Minecraft when I was like twelve ish, so it's it's just one of those games that like me and like my siblings all play. Even my older brother Rance, he loves the game too. So it's just I I met so many people online. Me and my friends all play. It was just one of the, it was one of those games that like everyone played, kind of thing. It was just it's just so surreal that 
this has finally happened and it's got me back into the game and i yeah i I'm gonna, i could ramble all day about this but i'm gonna call it there in short i'm pretty hyped for steve as y'all can see I don't, and uh yeah about saturday folks I don't get Minecraft. Like, isn't it just you built stuff and that's about it? So like, yeah, it's a sandbox so, game. So uh, let me let me let me explain to you like my history with Minecraft real quick. So uh, at first, like when it was in like the betas before it came to alpha, it was it was basically basically just like you build stuff. You there was no objective. It was just sandbox. Um, as the game progressed, though, when I started playing with friends, uh, there's like a whole bunch of like mini games and stuff you can do on servers. It it eventually became an engine, essentially, uh, as well as Minecraft has like one of the biggest modding communities out there because it is, of course, such a massive fan base. It's got so many good mod packs that can flip the entire game on its head and make it play like an entirely different beast. Like yeah, Pixelmon, I, Pixelmon yeah. is like one of the most fun like Pokemon spinoff side things I have ever had fun with. It's just there's so much love and care put into it. And I remember playing like uh, Minecraft Hunger Games where you're like, th- th- those were like my first experiences in, uh, I guess, Battle Royales. You all drop in one area and then you just got to fight to survive. And it's just, Minecraft is is so much more than just a survival game to me, at least. Uh, yeah, because anytime I see Minecraft go up, I always just see people building some really gr- crazy stuff. And I'm like, how much patience do you have to have? to build something that huge because people have recreated some crazy stuff in minecraft i thought that was pretty much all there was to minecraft but now i'm seeing that there's a story there's zombies that come out at night to mess you up while you're building or can you just get them out of the game and just build you as can, much as you want as you, you want? can turn that off it used to be different there's so much more to it now uh, you can turn the whole zombie thing off with peaceful and just go into creative and just let your imagination run wild creative is basically easier way to build whatever you want while survival is you can build everything you want but you still have to make sure that you live to build it it's crazy man like the game itself the limitations of the game are limited by your creativity and what you think you can do if you don't think you can do it then it stops there if you can keep going until you can't until the game literally says all right stop building you've reached the skybox make a new world please your computer might fall apart (laughs) and uh Uh, real quick in terms of uh like minecraft being a sandbox game so minecraft is at its core sandbox game but they've like when it when it came into alpha like when they had fully released like on consoles and stuff uh they definitely made more of strides to make it more um objective focused in certain places like for example if you want to go for all the achievements there's some really weird things you have to do um if you want to actually there is a way to beat the game and have the credits roll and that's by defeating the final boss the ender dragon uh so there's there's definitely way more stuff to do in current gen minecraft than there was when it was in beta so it's it's if you want it to be like you you don't have to do anything like you could just sandbox the entire game if you want but if you want to have a more objective focused game then you can definitely go for the like the side stuff like the achievements and then trying to get to the credits Right. Like you know what that made me that made me think of? Was that back in my day when when we had Minecraft? Listen, I, I feel old. I feel old enough. Trees put into the game. I remember when there was only one tree in the game. It's okay, Gab. <laughs> what kind of bootleg Minecraft server are you playing on where there's only one tree? When I played Minecraft, there was only one kind of tree. That's how old. Oh, I, I thought you were one solitary tree spawn. Tree on this map. Oh, there's oh, only one kind of tree, baby. It was Skyblock. I like how you guys say <laughs> you're older. I'm pretty sure I'm the oldest one here. 
Uh, we got probably Zoom. are, but we all feel the same amount of old. Nah, you really don't. Uh, I got a oh, super chat people. from Night Dang. Fury, fifteen oh seven. Uh, if Spyro gets in, maybe Cinder would be in his Echo Fighter. Who's Cinder? Oh, uh, Cinder saw- Black Dragon. Oh god. Also, uh, we have not had an Echo Fighter since the game came out, bro. I think Sakurai Loki just forgot about those. Uh, okay. He really said, "All right, Echo Fighters. It's a new term where we where we change up the the clone characters, and then we never saw another See, one." Richter and Simon work so well as Echo Fighters. So let me ask you guys a question. I'll go around the room, and everybody in the chat, you guys go ahead. What's one character? You know, I still didn't give my Smash? thoughts on Steve. You know? Oh, well, damn. <laughs> no, oh, not really. You're, you're so quiet there, Bob. That's why, man. I was waiting for you guys uh, going to order. <laughs> oh, man. All right, all right, all right. So, so go ahead, Bob. What you think about Steven Smash, man? So, real quick, first thing I want to comment on is the nostalgia factor. Because you guys have said, well, at least Blake, at the very least, has said you grew up with Minecraft, so that's why it's a big deal to you. And I honestly think, even if I did, was that target age for Minecraft? Because it came out when I was probably what? 15, 16, something like that. So it just wasn't like that hard age for me. I still think I would feel the same about not really caring because I'm already in that situation with Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt was that game I grew up with playing with family and uh, friends. And I kind of just, it's like, oh, that's cool. He's in uh, Smash and it was like a hype moment for me. So for me, it's not really a matter of growing up with Minecraft. It's just I still don't think he really fits as a fighter. And even in like, like, okay, I kept an open mind when we saw the presentation about him. Like, you know, cause even though I don't care about him, it could still be fun or look interesting, but just in the way he's animated and like in the way he operates, I just don't care. And it's a shame. Cause it's like the first character in smash history. That's like a thing for me with. I've been playing Smash for 21 years, and of all the characters they've introduced, I've never like had a negative reaction to any of them except for Steve. To me, this is like the equivalent of getting like a Tetris character, essentially. It's kind of like why, like, okay, it's cool for people that care. It's just I cannot bring myself to care, and I tried. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I, I still think he's a wasted character slot. So. So, um, if we go around the room, people in the chat again, I'm p- pretty sure we got some people saying so. What's one character you definitely want in Smash? Uh, Riku? You probably think I'm going to say some type of Falcom character. You're going to say Adol. He's going to say Adol. That's, that's, that's <laughs> actually not the case. Oh. Um, I want Shadow the Hedgehog, damn it. Yes! I want Shadow the Hedgehog. Give me Shadow the Hedgehog. Why? They could have what? just made that like a, a what's echo. it called, fighter? An echo fighter. It could easily so be mad. an echo fighter. I mean, if he's an echo fighter, I would I would be fine with that. Um, and if he is, and then I would have to say my second choice would be fucking Knuckles. Give me Knuckles. I want Knuckles. I think oh, Knuckles is a good choice too. The two characters Riku picked, they're already in the game. They're just not playable. I know. That's the that's the fucked up part. That's why that's how I want them to be my choice. Because apparently, since they're uh, assist trophies or whatever, apparently they have a zero percent chance of coming in. As far as what I heard, they can be me costumes. If it's I'm never been in. confirmed, but hey man, pretty much. Is character that became a character in between games, not like in the same game? Yeah. Uh, okay. Which character was that? Uh, Little Mac. Interesting. I mean, Charizard too. If you want to get technical. Interesting. Yeah, my choice is Shadow or Knuckles. Uh, Blake, who you want to say? See, I. 
I would love Shadow the Hedgehog. Shadow the Hedgehog was my number one pick forever ago. And you can see on my on my reaction to the final Smash Bros. Ultimate presentation that they had back in 2018 before the game launched, you can see the visible tears in my eyes welling up when they show him as an assist trophy, bro. And this mofo bow on Twitter has the audacity to say, but Blake, he's got a new animation. I don't care if he's got a new animation. Oh, man. Uh, it's a clean animation, boys. Stop. Uh, so... I can't have Shadow. Um, I am tied between two characters that I will that I am fairly certain will never be in the game, and that's between uh, Master Chief and Doom Guy. Two games that I absolutely love. We don't necessarily have anyone in Smash that represents the shooting genre, and I will be damned if we get a Call of Duty character in Smash Bros. Uh, I feel like guns in a Nintendo game. Joker. That's kind of oh, an oh, oh, the closest thing yeah. you've yeah. is Mega Man and freaking Samus. You just Snake. Yeah, and Snake. Snake chokes those. people. It has ex- has ballistic explosives. If if Sakurai wants it, Sakurai will make it. It's actually funny. Snake has doesn't have a gun. Smash before. Yeah, Joker. Joker. Okay, yeah, that's fair then. Okay, Joker has a gun too. Yeah, did we say um uh, Bayonetta as well? Snake, Snake. Oh, yeah. Bayonetta. Has guns too. Bayonetta. Yeah. Blake technically Shadow has a gun too. Well, here's the thing. Snake doesn't have a gun because Sakurai didn't want a gun in the game at the time. I guess he changed his mind all these years later. I mean, he's still got, got all these swords, but no guns. Like, I know, right? Does he have, like, a grenade launcher or something? Yeah, yeah. but he doesn't have a gun. gun. Oh, okay. So a gun is different from a grenade launcher? There's still yeah. Yes, okay. it is. All right. <laughs> it's still weapons, like, violent weapons. Take uh, it we up got, with Sakurai. We got a super chat from Sebastian. Um, by the way, rest in peace, Travis Touchdown. Um, I forgot to mention that. We can get Steel. We can't get Travis. Like, really? Really? <laughs> like, I really want um, Travis. I think I wanted Travis more than Joker. I didn't even want Joker, but it was nice to see Joker in the game. But I really, really want Travis. Like, there's no reason Travis shouldn't be in there. I mean, hey, listen. He's he's a me costume now. He's been acknowledged. Just next game, he'll happen. Just wait. He'll get upgraded. Uh, okay. Um, Bob, who do you want to see, man? Uh, I've been barking up this tree for years. There's a lot of characters, but number one is still Agumon. And before anyone says anything in the chat or anything, nope, Digimon started as a game, not an anime. And Agumon has a lot of potential for a moveset. Also, we don't have a, um, what's it called, Bandai rep yet, shockingly. But, so wild, man. but obviously, Agumon, he doesn't count. Talking about like, no, I mean the new game, so it's not the old one. Uh, Ultimate. But I was saying, um, because you know, obviously, Digimon go through levels, and Agumon could have like an not entirely different move set for each level, but at least like different special moves. Like, there's a lot of potential with a Digimon match, especially with how in depth he's going in with these DLC character uh, move sets and mechanics. So that'd be really exciting. Uh, Gap, who do you want to see in Smash? Give me a 13 Sentinels character. That'd be wild. Oh, Someone man. Gundam's Gap. in the game. That's like a new Gap. game you're playing. <laughs> Did you just say Gundam? Oh my god, Gap. Bring Gundams then. Uh, Sosuke. As you can already see what my profile picture is, I don't care about seeing Lloyd in Smash anymore. I want Yuri. Yuri is an infinitely more charismatic and interesting character. Not only... Story-wise, when it comes to his game, moveset-wise, Yuru would be an infinitely better choice than Lloyd and Smash, Lloyd and Smash just as a Tails rep and a Bandai rep. Overall, this man's moveset has a lot of potential, and his costume choice is also a lot of potential. Sounds like you want him more than Dante. Yes, actually, I do. 
Kyrie. Oh, that's cap. That's cap. No, it's not. I may be a Double May Cry fan, but Yuri, infinitely better. His costume I, choices would be better. I feel like you can't hold that against Lloyd. His first 3D Tales game, so his I, game is basic. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it's it's fitting for like Smash. DMC music is good, but DMC music isn't Fury Sparks. <laughs> and that's just how it is. Plus, we could get Twin Wave as a final Smash. We could we could get Heavenly Blade Wing, Savage Wolf Fury. The things you could do for Yuri are damn near infinite because you could squeeze almost every art he has into his move list and still have four special moves left over. Oh, man. When did uh, you uh, finish Vesperia again? Earlier this year, and that instantly became my favorite Tales game. Like, it overtook Exilia. Interesting. Really? Okay. All right, so uh, character I want to see. Yeah, Trash Touchdown would have been awesome. Um, I think that that's literally the only character I want to see. Like, okay, like, I, like honestly, I want to see, I, I want to see, um, Goku and Sora in the game so people can shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that, folks, Shadow has lost his podcast privileges. <laughs> no, nah, like people are always clamoring for Sora. They always clamoring for Goku. It's like, yo, just give it to them so they can shut the hell up. All right, so we never have to deal with this again. Okay. Uh, we got people in the chat. Uh, people want to see Dante or Kaine. I think that's um near. Uh, yeah, Kaine's near. Okay. Uh, Ash and Luke. Uh, Jammer says Goku isn't coming in caps. All right. <laughs> oh yeah, Waluigi. Like, what, what's up with that? Why is it Waluigi? He's in the a game? trophy. He's a trophy. But people want him. Isn't he popular? Don't you guys know Waluigi? He he is, but uh, like, what is like? What does Wario do? I mean, not Wario. Waluigi do? Crush he up. plays. He plays a uh, sports games. That's okay. it. Literally, it. Like that's all he gets. All right. Um. So so wait a minute. Real quick before we move on from the Smash talk, isn't this the last Smash Bros. game for a while? Like this is like this is it. Like, after uh, game, it's like Sakurai has said, um, when if no, he's not if he said whenever a new Smash game comes along, he's not sure how the heck he's gonna top it. Cause so yeah, for now this is it, but he's keeping an open mind about the series in the future. Yeah, cause like I don't see how you can top another Smash game, cause you would have to get a lot, of, like a lot of different characters into the game. I mean, like you got freaking Terry Bogard in the goddamn yeah, you got Joker, you got freaking Cloud. Cloud. It's ridiculous. Like that, that is kind of ridiculous. When I look at the roster as a whole, and yeah, even seeing Steve, I like yo, this is this is quite this is something. This is ridiculous. And it's the greatest like, crossover in gaming history. Yeah, it's actually a pretty competent fi- fighter at that. So. It, it's amazing, yeah. Which um, is the Mugen people want to pay for? Ah oh man, Mugen, Mugen's so great. I'm surprised Crash is in it. I'm really surprised Crash is in it. PlayStation All Stars, where are you at, baby boy? <laughs> oh my god! Moving on. Shot? In the void, Riku. All right, let's go on to our next topic real quick. Um, let's talk about Genshin Impact. Um. Ew. I am not a fan of Genshin Impact. I'm sorry. Just not here for it. Why? Is, is, it, is it the look? Is it the, is it too anime for you? Is there, is there not enough trails in it for you? Do we need a, a Falcom character in it for you? For you to <laughs> actually care? Is that what it's about? I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't know what it is about Genshin Impact. 
it just doesn't uh just doesn't interest me. Well, I think what I need to do, I think I need to play Breath of the Wild. I think once oh, I play Breath wow. of the Wild and I go and then the, I go and back and look at Genshin Impact, then I can probably appreciate what is going on in there. Um because it seems like everyone who loves or is to some degree interested in Genshin Impact has some type of history with Breath of the Wild in some way. Really? I haven't noticed this. Yes, I have noticed Is that this. why I haven't played it, Riku? I have zero yeah, history with Breath of the Wild. Genshin's a better game than Breath of the Wild control was. Well, I wanted to play Genshin. It's just I'm like preoccupied with the uh, 13 Sentinels and other stuff, so I've just been holding off. I'll play it one day. Are you oh, interested no, in this, Shadow? Oh uh, yeah, I, I was playing it earlier, and um, I played the closed beta, and I put uh, some time into the closed beta, and it was good. It's, it's a good game. Um, it's just it feels it's, it's so MMOy. Like I really can't like I can't play MMOs. I heard there's a lot of I heard there's a lot of gotcha related stuff. What's that about? Explain. Yeah, there there there's some gotcha stuff. Like you can get certain characters from um, certain elements, and they'll have different attacks and such. Um, I don't think the gotcha element is egregious. That's from what I'm hearing, and from what I've seen, like the premium currencies. Yeah, there's two premium currencies, but it seems that they're pretty gracious with how much they cost a little bit. Like, you get a kind of a lot, but I think that's the beginning, you know, um, bonus that they're giving because the game just launched. Um, but I don't think the gotcha is going to impact the overall game. Like, if you don't want to roll on the gotcha, you don't have to, and you can progress normally. But of course, if you want certain characters, yeah, you got you got pony up some money. <laughs> uh, but overall, the game has a pretty solid combat system. I like the elements. Like if you get an enemy wet, you can freeze them with the ice attack. Also, if you get them wet, you can cause more damage for electric attacks. It also has to do with ter- terrain as well. Like if you like freeze a lake or something like that, you can walk across it. Because if you run out of stamina, as I learned, you die if you're trying to swim and you don't have enough stamina. Which is, wow. I hate stamina gauges. I, re- I really do. Like, why, why would you limit my exploration by that? By I that? heard that was ripped from Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah, it yeah. seems like something that was definitely ripped from Breath of the Wild. And I, I don't like that at all. Don't limit my um, exploration. If I want to go exploring, don't put a limit on it. I, then that, that makes me not want to explore. Uh, how's the how's the story? Because I've heard nothing about it. I, all I hear about is like the gameplay and the visuals. See, that's the thing about Gacha games. That's all you hear about is gameplay and, story, <laughs> and um, visuals for when it comes to Gacha games. And that's the same thing about it here. I don't think anybody really cares for the for the story at, at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I think the story is about okay. So, um, yeah, two people they're isekaiing everywhere, and they isekai to this world because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because um i think one god or something like that said that hey you guys can't be going or hopping around world or something like that okay people in the chat i don't know the story but i think this is the gist of it um so one of them gets um locked away the brother or the sister gets locked away and now one of them is trying to find each other you know so they can i guess go back to world world hopping uh, I, I i don't know it's really it's really vague in the world itself you got dragons you got stuff to call it storm, storm terror or something like that that's a dragon or whatever yeah yeah i don't think the story's that big of a deal nobody really cares about the story for the most part it's just about the gameplay and individuals then again the breath of a while have a story huh? he said did it have a story yeah did it have a story I, I yeah it had a story. 
the spinoffs are fleshing out the story more, but it did. It wasn't like sandbox. It had, did have a story to follow. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, Especially yeah. Like- uh, yeah. Um, Gab, I know you're playing Genshin Impact as well. What do you think of it? I literally just started it last night, so I'm like a baby dipping my feet in the water. <laughs> so you're going to um, play it more? Yes, I definitely am interested in playing it more. I like the characters. There's so many of them, too. That, And I also like the fact that you can join other people online. It's not just like a singular, or at least it doesn't have to be a singular kind of thing. You know what I mean? Oh, you could do co-op? Yeah. Really? Oh, I, I had no idea. Right. Yeah, so you can do co-op, and you can actually do like stuff with with your friends. Yeah, so you can play as one character, and they you can have a party of three others. Oh, I see. I had I had no idea that this game was co-op. Uh, uh, in the chat said Breath of the Wild had like ten VA scenes, so that's like basically no story, right? You say ten voice acted scenes? There's a lot of there's a lot of story that isn't voice acted. At least through different like books and stuff, and when they talk about the champions and how they died and how they oh how they gruesomely died. But isn't that the the weakest aspect of Breath of the Wild is the story? I would, as a Zelda fan, objectively, I would say yes. That's why we have games like Age of Calamity, uh, because they're fleshing out more of they're more focused on the story. Unlike most Zelda games, this one focuses on the story. I think I, I think when Zelda Breath of the Wild came out, um, a lot of people fell in love with it, with it. I don't know why exactly, because it was an open world game that didn't do much different from other games in the past. For think, open world games. I think the big, uh, like as a Nintendo fan here, it pains me to say this, but I think the big reason a lot of people love Breath of the Wild, myself included, uh, we hadn't gotten a Zelda game, a brand new one, since Skyward Sword in like 2012. Oh yeah, okay, that's true. And a lot of people game. didn't like that either. I personally, I I don't know if it was a mix of it was the only game I had on the Switch at launch because it was the only game that was out on the Switch basically. But I I played that game relentlessly for a month and a half. I feel it's a combination of what he just said about it being like the only big game. Um, also, we hadn't had like a universally loved Zelda game since Wind Waker. Twilight Princess was loved, but some people didn't, and a lot of people hated Skyward Sword. And, and also it's Zelda. And I feel like people are like looking back at Breath of the Wild and they're like, okay, it wasn't that great. I mean, it was good. It was good, but it wasn't as like a masterpiece. As I've been preaching this since day one. People thought I was crazy. Yeah, I, I was saying it too. Okay, I, I didn't play Breath of the Wild, but I was like, I was looking at gameplay. I'm like, this is nothing that hasn't already been done before. Like, why why is it so good? I, I, I don't understand it. I didn't play it, so I, I didn't talk too much on it. But like, just look at that gameplay. I'm like, why do people consider this one of the greatest games of all time? I don't. I, like, I, don't I could recognize it. <laughs> it was a solid game. I just didn't really care for it. And I didn't understand why it was like greatest game of the generation hype levels. <laughs> I tried to understand. I did. I, I I just let it go. I just said forget it. I'm gonna let it go. But a lot of people are saying that okay, it wasn't that. It wasn't like goat material. It was just a really good game. If I may interject about Breath of the for a moment. God. I think the, like, aside from, oh, main console Zelda game, I think the main reason is that people have always wanted to, like, explore thoroughly the, like, the core of, like, the world of Zelda, no matter which version of Hyrule you're in. Like, they've always wanted to see, like, every ounce of it. They're like, oh my god, like, what things can we go see? Like, what can we learn about this world that we're always in, but we're railroaded through because of story? And it's kind of disappointing in the aspect that all we get to meet are, like, 
NPCs. We don't get to really talk about the endemic life. We don't get to learn much about the many plants. Or like, you don't really get to learn learn about the Zelda world. You just kind of walk around in it. You go to the Divine Beasts if you have, if you honestly want to. You could wake up out the gate of Breath of the Wild and go straight to Ganon. And that's about it. Like the world feels very empty for how big they tried to make it. So would you guys say it's as empty as Final Fantasy 15? Not well, that bad. Just because it has those puzzles like the shrines. In my honest opinion, it's not as empty, but it almost was. Like there are a lot of times where I was just walking or in some cases riding a stolen horse. I'm I just think, going uh, about the world. I ultimately think open world games are overrated. The only good open world game there is is Grand Theft Auto V and the Grand Theft Auto series. Hey, Xenoblade X did really good for us out there. Xenoblade X did really good. It's a bit of a story, but... I need to play X. X kind of like, okay, yeah, when I look back at X, I say, okay, yeah, it was a good game, but it did so many things wrong. It did a lot of things wrong. That irked the crap out of me. It did, but the open world aspect was really good. Uh, this... Yeah, it, it was. I just didn't like how they um require you to explore places, and then they put level caps on the story missions and actual exploration caps. Like you had to explore this place to a certain percentage before you can move on with the story. I was like, nah, I, mean, I ain't about that. There's small things about about Xenoblade X that I didn't like, but still, overall, a pretty good game. Understandable. I just didn't run into those issues until I like went on the internet because I like actively explore like more or less as much as I could before tackling story missions. So uh, uh, as we um seen in the past, Genshin Impact was there was a lot of people hyped for it, a lot of people talking about it. Do you guys think this hype is gonna stay, or is this game just gonna go by the wayside and just be uh, another gotcha game? I think it's another case of like hardcore people will stay on, but like the public interest will die off very soon. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling too. I, I don't think this game is gonna. I don't think this game has legs. Like like you I said, mean, the hardcore people will play it, and that's about it. I think very, I think very rarely do free to play games maintain the public eye. Yeah, because eventually people are gonna be uh, unless it's like League of Legends, I guess, but. Yeah, that's a different case, though. In my honest opinion, when it comes to if this game has legs or not, it has legs, yes, but like you guys said, it does, it's not going to maintain the public eye. But the install base already is large enough to get bevies of fan art that are just going to draw people in just because I don't know who this character is, but I like their design. Oh, they're from Genshin Impact? Let me try it out. Free? And then, like, the gotcha aspect, because some people... It, the gotcha may not be super heavily integrated into the game where you have to roll, but there are some people who will just pour money into the game because they want to satisfy some type of gambling addiction that they probably have and just want to keep playing it over and over. Like, I want to see if they can get some five stars. And characters. content creators abuse the fuck out of that. They're like, I spent exactly. this many dollars to make this video for, like, you know, I spent $200 on Genshin Impact. Look at what I pulled. Exactly. They will do that. It's the same thing with Fate Grand Order. It's the same thing with many other gacha games. I say FGO has the most problems when it comes to content creators milking it because damn near every day when I turn on my computer and I go to my YouTube recommended, I will see an FGO video talking about something in the game I already know about, but it has so many views because there are just people who keep coming into the game trying to learn more about it. And I'm like, well, damn, 
If that's your hustle, make it work. Yeah, it's a hustle, man. People just say, oh, look how much stuff I pulled. I spent $200 on this, and it got like a whole bunch of views. Like, hey, that's the... That's the game right there. They play it. People obviously want to see it. Sometimes I want to see it. Sometimes I want to see if they pull it. Sometimes I want to see if they don't. If they don't pull it, it's uh, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of interesting to watch. I ain't gonna lie. I've done it sometimes with FGL. Still, Shadow Windsor Wailing Stream for FGL. I'm trying to. Um, I, I think it's over. The, the, there, there is none. I I don't need to whale for the game anymore. I I don't need to spend money on the game anymore. Nah, nah man, nah, man. Summer Kiara is gonna be a thing. You, you know you oh, have. That's in two years. Maybe next year when the um, Vegas event starts, then maybe I'll start. Mm. Can't wait to see that. Yeah. All right. So um, I think we're good on um, Genshin Impact. It's a good game. I don't know if it, I personally don't know if it's gonna have legs. I'll see. I want to play it more, but I got other games to play, unfortunately, or fortunately. Um, I got a lot of other games to play, so um, we'll, we'll see if I can ever put some time into Genshin Impact. I might, I, I honestly might do like a video like that of me rolling Genshin Impact stuff. I might <laughs> just to see how it does. Uh, I was thinking about pop, buying some packs and seeing how it works, just to see if the gotcha is like that egregious. But a lot of people from what I've seen, they've gotten what they wanted when they roll on the gotcha. All right. Unlike in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. <laughs> and you get free rolls as well. It's not like you only have to pay for it. That's true, but I I think I think it comes by rarely. Like it, it's like any other gacha game for the most part. Like you're not gonna get a lot of premium currency by true, just yeah. playing the game. It's just like eventually you will, but like after a while it's just gonna stop. And eventually you're gonna be like, I need to spend five bucks or ten dollars. Uh but luckily, like we said, we don't think it's egregious. So far, who knows what happens in the future? All right, so let's talk about um real quick um Legend of Heroes. Uh, Riku, I know you got some stuff to say about this. <laughs> so you mentioned Legend of Heroes. Well, technically, they in regards to you know the the topic at hand is the fact that uh they reached five million sold, yeah. which is good. They're they're making progress. Nice. Um. But this is in regards to the subseries, you know, the trails, um, you know, back in 2004. They're not taking into consideration anything uh, Legend of Heroes has done prior to 2004. If you look up, you know, best-selling, uh, you know, JRPGs of all time and whatnot, you you will see that, you know, Ease, Trails. And also, Legend of Heroes are all considered like three different franchises. And franchises, um, Trail Trails recently surpassed Ease, which is uh, that's actually really good because you know Ease has definitely been a lot, around a lot longer than um, Trails. Ease has been around since what the eighties, nineteen eighty nine, I think. When did the Legend of Hero games um, start? They started like what two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah, the first Trails game started in two thousand and four. Okay, yeah. Damn, 2004. Well, yeah, for for a really niche series, five million up until this point. I guess, yeah, that's that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, I would say that's that's good. Like, especially knowing that you have to play the other games to play a game. So, yeah, I, I would yeah. say that's that's really good. a lot of people from because you know that's one of the main things a, a lot of um, other franchises have, you know, at their leisure is the fact that you can just hop in whatever. It has it. It has its self-contained story, and then you can just go to whatever other game within that franchise and yeah. be fine. You know, you can't really do that with this one. 
you know, there are some certain entry points, but you know, for the most part, you're in, you know, you're, you're, you're getting into it to invest yourself with all of the games, not just like one or two of them. Yeah. Cause like the legend of hero, like Falcom, they got balls, man. They got balls making a kind of game like this. Cause it, it can't, it can't be selling all that amazing. Like it's gotta be hitting their numbers, but like to make a game that is so limiting when it comes to marketing to people, because I literally can't tell people to, yeah, go jump into Trails of Cold Steel 3. No problem. Like, I have some reservations. I'll say maybe for Cold Steel 3, maybe you can just play the Cold Steel games 1 and 2. Maybe. And that's a big maybe. And even looking back at it now, I'm like, um, yeah. no. <laughs> like, no, you, you should really play the other game because it's that much more sweeter. And then for Cold Steel 4, as I'm experiencing... You really can't jump into that one. There's no, there's no, there's no way you can jump into Cold Steel Four, and just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna play. I'm just gonna play and start out with Cold Steel Four. Like, hell no, hell to the no. You can't do it. You gotta yeah. play the other games. Yeah, I, there were certain points in Cold Steel Two where they're like, uh, if you haven't played the previous game, you're basically hurting yourself. Yeah. And then see, obviously, in Cold Steel Three, when you reach a certain location. You're basically fucked for basically that entire chapter. Uh, you just reminded me of something, Riku. Um, I'm assuming at least me and Shadow. I don't know about you. Actually, no, because you played Cold Steel first too. How did you guys feel about that segment in Cold Steel Two, where you're like in the other yeah. part? Like, how did you feel about that without prior knowledge of what that was? Like that entire segment, were you just confused or were you intrigued? They make the you want to go back. Yeah, the thing is. I mean, obviously, at, at that point, I knew of him, right? Um, mm-hmm. When I was going through it, and he was, you know, he was saying all of his his party members and whatnot, and what he's been through. Obviously, I was missing out on all of that stuff. Um, but you know, the the conclusion to that, and you know how it, it all played out. That's one of my favorite parts in Cold Steel too. And I was telling uh, Shadow that um, when he was streaming out, that's one of my favorite parts of Cold Steel too. Even not you know at the time not uh having played zero now mm-hmm. but yeah if i did man oh, i don't i have no clue how much more you know hyped i would have been yeah i, I, I would have been hyped as well like like if i saw you guys talk about the end of the game right right yeah yeah i, I would have been really hyped to see those people because I, I i don't think we even saw them prior at all in the other games. No, you didn't. I don't think they even mentioned them in um one and two for the most part. I would have been really hyped. I would have been really excited. What did you how did you feel about that part? Uh when I first played it, I was like, Oh, it's that guy from that game. Oh. <laughs> that, that that's all I thought about it. <laughs> you, Bao. What about you, Bao? Um, I can't remember if I even knew Crossbow existed at this point because I wasn't really like into the Trails fan base yet. But I was intrigued. I kind of zoned out just a tiny bit during that segment because I just didn't know what the heck was going on. But it did make me want to find out what the deal was with these characters. And I eventually did. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that the prologue of <clears throat> the prologue of Cold Steel 4 is just that. But to the umpth degree. You know, yeah, they, like, they, they really, they really hmm. don't give a fuck. Now. They don't. They don't give a fuck about your feelings. Like you need to play the other games. Like they. They, they don't care. <laughs> like this is the last game, and they're like, we're going all out. So if you're not caught up yet, too bad. 
I think I think is like I said. I think it's nice that they've they've reached uh, five million. I I definitely do think it's because of the fact that within their uh, company, they've definitely even when it comes to like ease, they've definitely made trails their main uh, franchise that they're really trying to make successful. Because you know prior to that, it was ease. Ease was basically carrying the company. You know. And Probably, they were they were doing some things on the side like Brandish or Gurumin or Janadu here and there, um, but it was mostly Ease that was carrying it. And now it's you know there's two things that's carrying it. And hopefully they, hopefully they reach a point where they can you know bring back the other ones. Um, uh, they said they they're considering it after they get that new engine up. And, um, but it's it good it's good that they are um, succeeding, especially since they are you know doing something that i wouldn't say no other uh company can't do but they refuse to do (laughs) they they won't do it it's like it will literally impact your sales like people ask all the time do i have to play the previous game to to play this game no most of the time like anytime anybody asks me that for any other game i would be like no you don't no, you need to play Final Fantasy. No, you don't need to play the Tales of games. No, you don't need to, you know, this, that, and for every other game. This is the only game series for at least JRPGs. I'm saying, yes, you need to play the other games. It sucks that there's two of them that you can't get officially because not only are they good, they are essential for the most part to, to proceed with this series. Yeah, I have one question for you two since reasons, but... Uh, is this structure like Cold Steel 3 where like you know when big events are coming at the end of like every month or is it more like Cold Steel 2? It's a combination. I would say as far as what I've seen so far it's a combination because I've reached a point where it felt like I reached the end of chapter 1 in Cold Steel 3 Mm -hmm. and it it was similar. It was very similar in regards to like the area you're in the hype levels even the people that were there, it felt like not not really a copy and paste, but it felt like I was going through that again. But the chapter didn't end. I was like, "What the fuck? That wasn't the end. We're still going." So it's like these. Um, it, it doesn't even seem like they're calling it chapters anymore. They call them acts, and I'm still in Act One. And that part where I thought it was going to end wasn't the end. Uh, it felt like it, but apparently there is more. Maybe I don't even know if. The end of that this act will be even bigger than what I already saw, but yeah, it's, it, it, it it definitely does feel like a combination of Cold Steel Two and Cold, how Cold Steel Two and Cold Steel Three set it up. It's it's definitely different. Okay. Very right. I also said it had a, it, it. This has the weirdest start of any trails game ever. Yeah, it just really jumped weird. into it. Um, so I, I I got a confession to make. So I, I've been playing the um, Legend of Hero games for a while. It took me a while to actually catch up with them. And so I've been binging the games for the most part. I started playing second chapter. I think I, I was midway through second chapter anyway. And I picked it up and I finished it up. And then I started playing third. Um, you guys know my feelings about third. Third is a little bit. It's the weakest one in the, in the series. It's still a good game, don't get me wrong. But it's basically exposition dump the game. And for that game in particular, I played it on normal. And I got through that game with relative ease. Like, really just, like, hitting the attack button. That's it. 
that's for the, that's it for the most part. And then I go to um, Trails to Zero or um, Zero Zero no Kiski, and I played it on normal as well. Same case. I was just pressing the X button for the most part, and I was just getting through most of the battles. No problem. Easy. Like, all, all day, every day. So then I start playing Owl, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I should probably play this game on hard. I know I'm trying to get through the games. Let me play the game on hard. Riku told me that I need to play the games on hard at the very least. And I'm like, all right, let me start on hard. Even though I'm under a, a strict time restraint. To get these games done before I'm playing Cold Steel 4, I'm playing on hard. So I played it on hard, and it was so much better to play the game on hard because it felt like like the battles were actually challenging this time around. And there's a lot of battles that are just like, they they really seem impossible. <laughs> they really seem impossible, like you can't win, but... There's a way that you could that 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 you can win. You just gotta be patient about it. Especially like there was. I'm not gonna spoil it for you guys. Obviously, I'll say the final battle was um exhilarating for me. I I really had to focus and concentrate and make sure I was paying attention to the enemy move moves. And um, luckily, I did go around because in zero, I did not go around at all doing all the extra stuff. Well, I did all the side quests, but like I didn't travel around getting all the um. Tra- like there was no incentive. Yeah. Uh, there was no intention to do it because I think I remember when I was playing Zero, like the last uh, Dungeon in Zero, and I was like, oh, I can um, upgrade my quartz. I'm like, do I really need to upgrade my quartz? I don't have to upgrade my quartz. I'm doing pretty well without having them upgraded. And when I started playing on hard, I was like, okay, I, I got to I gotta upgrade, update the quartz because I really need these um, these Jupiter Bells and these Saturn Bells and stuff like that, which really came in clutch during those last boss battles and um, um, I'll on hard. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are watching his stream. He was this dude was at the brink of death like multiple times. Like <laughs> I got it, I got this under control. It's like it was like watching a sinking ship. That's and like him playing Nocturne though, or anything. <laughs> yeah, no, it it was it was because I remember I hopped into one of the Nocturne streams. I was like, Jesus, what's going it's on? So here? funny. He died the shadow's, so many just, times. shadows just flipping. I was like, I got this. This is under control. <laughs> so I definitely saw that when he was he was like. Man, like, like he, 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 one turn he's like everything's fine, all the characters full health, and then the next turn, the 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 boss like, uh, one turn the boss uses uh, uh, the godly annihilation, which wipes away all of the buffs that you put on your characters, and then he uses second turn to do that. Yeah, he has one move that just wipes away all of the buff. You you, you will spend like six turns putting on HP regen, strength, defense, everything. Okay, I'm ready to fight you. And he's like, godly annihilation. All your buffs are gone. All right, and for my second turn, I'm just going to do this giant fire wave move and throw all of your characters at half health, and now they have burn ailment. Your turn. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. I I like the challenge, but why... It was kind. Of, it, it was. It was really crazy because, like, like I said, I was like, I, I got a point in Owl where I was just like, all right, Shadow, relax, calm down. You got time. Go search the game a little bit. Go look at some of the shops. See what kind of build you can make. See what we'll see what you can do. So I brought like a whole bunch of accessories and stuff like that, and I made a build for Lloyd that made him like. You couldn't be touched because I was thinking about Fee, how I built Fee in the Cold Steel games. And I was like, okay, this is like the same thing. This is like like the same thing for the most part. And even that, after a certain extent, didn't help me all that much. But going around doing the monster chests, those really helped. Like, I I thought I wasn't in line 
to fight the monster chest because they were like level 90 or something like that. I was level 70. And I said, let me just try to see if I could do this. And lo and behold, I was able to beat him and I got a really useful quartz out of it. So sometimes I just need to buckle down and just say, all right, I don't, I don't need to be in a rush and just play the game and just, and just, you know, um, explore everything like I normally would. Nowadays, I felt like for most JRPGs I play, I try to rush through them for the most part. Mm. And I, I I don't do like I used to do back in the day, explore everything, uh, look at all, all the equipment, see what what I can do. But um, now I, I need to get back into that. And I think um, I'll help you out with that. It's, that's good to hear. Because like, like I said, I, I feel when when it came to me getting into turn-based JRPGs, which, you know, isn't nearly as long as uh, some of you guys have been into it. The main thing that I liked about turn-based JRPGs is the fact that it's turn-based. You have time to sit down and think out your next move, you know? And, you know, other than, you know, the active time battle system in the Final Fantasy games, you have, you know, you have that, that, uh, what do they call Batman's best ability? Uh preparation (laughs) you have time you have time to prep and think about what what is the best next step that you can do and i just like that i'm i'm i feel like from a gameplay standpoint i am a very methodical uh person and that's probably why when you hear some of my playtimes in some of these fucking games they're all you know super fucking long because i'm just like sitting down thinking about you know everything that i could possibly do and what the best thing is to do so when it comes to that i just want to make sure that you know the challenge is there too so that i I, you know i don't feel like my time is wasted uh fighting someone putting all that thought into it and then you know i just smack him once and he's dead i'm like where where was the thought (laughs) you know where was the thought where was the challenge and all that stuff yeah for me i was just pressing the attack button it was no it was no thought to it whatsoever i was doing decent damage and i was like as long as i kept my hp up i was good um, we got a super chat from Ace Breaker. Um, to me, Trails, the Trails series is a series that the more you put in, the more enjoyment you get out of it. That's Definitely. Good. I have a question for Gab. What would it take for you to go back to the Trails series? They gave it another try. Them, so someone would have to buy them for me. I'm not buying them. Mm. Mm. So if I get you um, Cold Steel 1, you going to go jump back into it? I'll try. Oh my god! I honestly I'm, feel you didn't give it a fair shake. Someday, somehow. I feel like it's a, a series you would love. Like when you actually got like deeper into. It. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Gabby. I just didn't like the gameplay. Like I didn't like the way the battles were laid out. So I don't know about that. I think you, yeah. Well, it does get like deep. It's one of those games where it gets deeper the more you get into it. Like the battle system at the start isn't like the battle system at the end, basically. That's true. I, I think I think when she uh, uh, gets into the characters, I think there's a decent amount of characters she would like to. For some reason, I see Gab being a a a, a, character, a person who would really like Fee for some reason. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Quick but, question for all of you who have like played the Kiseki games in general, Cold Steel and like the Sky games. I wanted to play the Cold Steel games, but I'm like, I felt like, damn, I just got done with Persona and I'm already going back to a high school setting. Would it be better for me to go play the Trails in the Sky games instead? To, in a way, almost like clean my palette and like start from a different story perspective, like 
I don't want to go to high school anymore. Uh, if it's just the high school setting off putting you, maybe. I will say uh, Coastal is definitely a bit easier to get into than the Sky Games, but if you can get into the Sky Games, then you'll be fine. Like, easier or hard doesn't really matter to me because I actually sat through Final Fantasy VIII and it was a great time. Despite junctioning being a headache at times, and I also I've beaten Final Fantasy too. I just feel like Sky One is like the not the slowest Trails game, but how to say, mm-hmm. like even worse than Cold Steel One, it's like set up the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say you were still there's still fun to be had in regards to the gameplay and all, especially if it's your first one, because you're you're. That would be the game introducing you to courts and how that's all set up. The gameplay, you know, moving around and t- uh, turn manipulation. So there's still there's still some fun to be had. You just obviously have to um, take t- take into consideration the the pacing and the build up that is trying to do. Okay. And yeah, I, I think I think once you get um, into courts customization, in particular, you you'll get hooked. Because like what, what um, Shadow was saying, in regards to if you're not really challenged, you're not going to feel like you need to dig deep into optimizing your characters. And in regards to Sky, I think that's one of the more fun things to do because it feels like... Um, and, and this is no shots to Final Fantasy VII, but I feel like it's like an evolution of the Materia system. What'd you say, boy? That, that... It okay. is kinda, yeah. Okay, because I'm someone who actually I'm actually someone who prefers the sphere grid system to the material system from Final Fantasy VII. Fuck the sphere grid system. The sphere grid system was fine. You just needed to you just needed to actually that. big you just needed to have big brain plays when you were using it. But if the court system was like How? that, then it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, but I was also very young when I played ten for the first time. Yeah, when I get to ten, I'll see how I feel about the sphere grid system. Okay, you're, so lu- you're lucky, Riku, because you're playing the international version where you can build okay. people however the heck you want. Okay. Like, and also, uh, PC would probably be the easiest for you. All right. Uh, you can run the game on like a 2000 computer, a year oh, 2000 computer. Then I'll definitely be snatching that up real quick. But no, yeah. Trails in the sky. Trails in the sky on normal is fine. I think the, the challenge on for Trails in the sky on normal is fine. But when you reach a zero, that's when I would start to say, Especially after what you have to do in third, somebody there's a specific fight in third that even on normal that is going to challenge the fuck out of you. So, yeah, by the time you reach zero and all, that's when I'm like, okay, bump it up a little bit. But yeah, the first three Sky games, I think they're fine from a diff- from a challenging standpoint. I think they're fine. Yeah. The last thing I remember, like the actual challenge I remember seeing is. Riku getting his shit pushed <laughs> in by Adios McLean. And I so I go back to that clip because I'm like, what in the hell was this? Fight? That was on hard. Things were going fine. Things were going fine and Arios was just like, alright, you can die now. Yeah, that, it's like, I'm curious about that. That was, that was fun. That was, that was fun times. Alright. Alright. Yeah. I think we're good with the um, trails talk for now. We're going to move on to our last topic of the evening. I don't even know What's going on with this? I don't even know this is a topic, to be honest. The Pokemon Sword and Shield, Crown Tundra. Yes, sir. Like, I, I'm actually like, looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah, all right. So somebody explain this to me. Somebody lead lead the charge on this um 
particular thing. What's going on? Uh, so you know about the other one, Isle of Armor? Yeah. So it's kind of like that, just part two. But this one apparently is a lot bigger. Uh, they're adding more mechanics to the game, like, how does it work? Like four-player uh, dungeon yeah. underground? There's a four-player raid dungeons. Yeah, they're all adding every single legendary that's ever been in the games back as a raid. Uh, new forms for the legendary birds, Articuno in them. A new form of um, Slow King. Uh, what else am I missing, Blake? Um, you basically covered it. Um, now, this isn't canon, and uh, we still are not 100% sure, but there was a leak that came out a while ago. So when the when the what was it, uh, the Isle of Armor came out, uh, they Nintendo or yeah, Nintendo Nintendo games uh, people love to just leak and crack Nintendo games. Uh, it turns out that they left in all like the like so you know how when you go like when you use fly in a Pokemon game you can fly to different points like different cities and stuff. So they when they had the the Isle of Armor they accidentally I guess left in the fly points for the Crown Tundra. So hackers were able to essentially see all the fly points on the different maps and see how big the area would be, and it's supposed to be a region size. That's insane. So but I'm also here this for is, a Pokemon fan. That that's basically what I'm saying here. I essentially um what's what I'm looking for here? How do how do I put this? I I'm I'm way more excited for this than I was the Isle of Armor, and I think that Nintendo, because of course Pokemon, they don't have a big actual like Pokemon release this year. I think they're putting all that all those resources into this DLC. And they've said the Isle of Armor was more focused on exploration, but this one's going to be more story based, which makes me excited because that was my issue with the Isle of Armor. I literally beat it in one setting, and as with like a ton of exploration, so it wasn't very long. I think, uh, as well as that, that same leak as well, uh, also mentioned that uh, the uh, the Crown Tundra would have acts like story acts that all that like feature uh, de- different details on each legendary Pokemon. So it would be like they have a a much bigger focus as opposed to just being oh they exist there. yeah. It's like, yo, bro, that's a legendary. All right, now back to this. But I don't think this is going to make you like love Sword and Shield if you just weren't into the game or anything. I say, well, I, say, I, 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 I vaguely remember Shadow saying that he really liked Sword and Shield, or I could be. I know you bought both games, but where do you? Oh, they're also uh, reselling the games with uh, the expansion, like in box. Yo, yo, so, I, yo, bow. You see Shofu's tweet, bro? I, that shit got me uh, dying, bro. Like the. Uh, Pre- what was he? Uh, I can't remember what he said. Show, like show, early show, access yo, or something. Show, Sword and Shield been in beta all year. The final product comes out on November 9th. Let's get it. Bro, God, that had damn. me dying. That had me dying, bro. Apparently, the- he pissed off a lot of people with that. Apparently. Show, that Shofu aims to do that, and I love it, because people who don't know it's Shofu get really worked Sorry. up by it, and they, they don't know that he's, that he's joking around, and Shofu's like, listen, y'all, if you can't take a Pokemon joke, you're just showing, bro. I mean, it's basically how he said, like, you're getting the entire game in this pack, right? Yes, but funnily enough, if you buy Sword and Shield and the expansion separately, it's cheaper by, like, 10 bucks. Oh. Is it? It is, yeah. Oh, my God. Go, it's uh, it's eighty nine ninety nine USD or something like that. Wow. Okay. I think. So, so, wait, are you guys okay with this? Like, now in this expansion, quote-unquote, they're bringing back all your legendaries? You guys are cool, cool with this? 
I'm I getting Absol. I'm getting Absol back. I'm, I'm still not over the fact they told us like, oh, we cut all these Pokemon because we are focusing on other things, and you'll get them back in a future entry. And now they're here, apparently in the game the whole time. See, what I what I hated so much about that was they said we we cut these Pokemon to focus more on like the animations and polish the game more. When the the animations are still kind of dick ass, like word <laughs> they really they really kind of are. And a lot of people say no, you said you're just looking at the the normal attacks. No, bro, the normal attacks are the problem. You it's like 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 people are saying, oh, you got to look at the Gigantamax attacks. Of course, those are going to look nice. There's they like 20 to. impressive attacks in the whole game. <laughs> That's it. And in a game with like what 400 plus moves? Yes, if not high more. Key, high key, why does Mystery Dungeon have better animations than Mainline? I haven't played the new Mystery Dungeon yet. So this, so this is going to make up for um, Sword and Shield being lackluster. Uh, that depends on the individual, I guess. Because <laughs> I, I did enjoy Sword and Shield. I, I bought both um, versions. And I beat them both. <laughs> I enjoyed it too, but it was kind of just average, I guess. Like it wasn't exceptional. It just sucked that they they literally just take stuff out and they give it back to you guys, and, and like so, not you guys in particular, but like the, they the nickel and dime it. Yeah, they, they do it every it. generation. Yeah, but like still, like it, it, it's like you took out all the Pokemon out of this, like like a lot of staples out of it, and now you're giving us back to it. Now we gotta pay for it. Like remember they took out uh Pokemon following you back in Gen Four and then they just shoved in the the um Isle of Armor for no reason. Yeah, and no one was talking about that either. When it happened, I was like, I'd have not seen a single person talk about this. Because uh, well, if you pointed out, because if you pointed out, you're just criticizing the hard work. You're just being an asshole about the hard work of a team who went through so much just to make this happen. No, we're giving valid criticisms on something that should be pointed out. Yeah. But I feel like this is going to be it for the Pokemon games. They're going to take a whole bunch of stuff out, and then you guys are just going to complain. The games are still going to sell, and then the expansion pack's going to come out, and you're just going to buy it anyway. Well, here's the thing. No matter how many, no matter how many of us complain, yeah. it's not going to uh, yeah, matter exactly. to the amount of people that are going to buy it. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, like, it's like, like a quote the Mighty Key video. 16 million copies sold. How'd that boycott go, you silly bitch? It's <laughs> Pokemon. It's going to yeah, sell. Exactly. It's exactly. like I, I've been saying. Every single person who complained about the stuff before the game released could have not bought it. And it's still... I didn't buy it yet. I mean, yeah. I didn't buy it, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate because you want to vote with your wallet, but when something gets this big, it's like... Yeah, it's impossible. It, it, it's it, impossible it to make a difference. Matter. Yeah, it's not gonna matter either way. So you might, so it's like at that point, you might just buy it so you can just, you know, play it yourself, even though you hate it. It doesn't matter if you don't buy it at all. Buy it used. DLC used. (laughs) The future. Lightly used DLC. Lightly bruised DLC. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the cards got like four numbers missing. You be alright. Alright, guys. I, uh, I think that's a podcast, guys. Mm-hmm. I had one guy to talk about. I, I never actually had um, I never put it together. So sorry about that, guys. But yeah, that's a podcast. Um, we're gonna go with these outros. Uh, go ahead, Riku. I know you're trying to get out of here so you could play. All right, man. Goddamn. <laughs> I, I want to play too, but you know I ain't that desperate. Goddamn. Go ahead with you. Everyone here, thank you for showing up, people. 
That's it. Wow, and that's that it. He's it. gone. That's he's it. gone. He's, he's, he's already on the Discord call. <laughs> wait for wait for the sound. And and just and stay for the very end. Uh, Gap. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, it's been a blast. I'm still playing Aegis Room as we speak. Um, for those of you who don't know, we're actually doing Atlas Arttober as well. So if you want to participate in like Megaten themed uh, October art, that would be cool. And if you want to check out my channel, I'm sure Shadow will link everything down below. But my stuff's all Gabmu, so check it out. All right, uh, Blake. All right, your boy is. Uh, thank you so. Is grateful. Thank you so much to Shadow for having us on. As always, we had a blast here talking about all that, dissecting Minecraft, what it means to other people, how other people don't like it. Everyone to their own, as it were. I am hyped for Steve. I cannot wait for that boy to be in the game. I'm playing Minecraft right now. I'm not gonna start singing Minecraft parodies live because that check can get clipped. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you guys on the next HPMP in two weeks, provided we're yeah what. I'll I'll be here in two weeks, I think, maybe, if we don't die. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Uh, Ba? Uh, Thanks for having me on, as always. I'm Bowser Kerga. You guys can find me on YouTube, of course, at Bowser Kerga. Twitter and Twitch at Real Bowser Kerga. Uh, For those that are subscribed to me, I just finished the script for my next big video. It's, uh, how to say, not like a retrospective, but... Just looking a bit at uh, Bait and Kaitos for the GameCube, so that should be really fun. Had a lot of fun writing the script, so I hope you guys like it. Uh, Sosuke? It was lovely to be here, Shadow. I'm always glad to be on the podcast and would like to return more often. If you guys enjoyed hearing me ramble on, on whatever, what everyone else hear about things, you can find me on Twitch at Sosuke the Wandering Gamer on Twitter, Sosuke, and on YouTube at Sosuke the Bro. I'm actually working on a video jokey thing about King of Fighters 2002 UM because the game just got a rollback netcode patch, and I feel like it's the perfect time to kind of somewhat call out people with how they play certain characters. It's all in good fun anyways. And I'll see y'all there. I might be streaming some Battle Network 4 again tomorrow. We just picked up Metal Soul and I have to redo a boss fight because I forgot to record the footage. Oops. Oof. Yeah. And so I hope to see y'all there. And it was great being here, as always. Alrighty, guys. And you guys know me, Shadow Elite. As I said in the beginning and before, it's been a little bit busy. I've been playing a lot of games, so I will get back to regular uploads. Hopefully I can. My next video should be about Final Fantasy 16, but we'll see how that goes goes as always you can find the podcast on spotify and on apple Podcasts as soon as they uh, um clear the podcast but it will be up on there um if you don't want to listen to youtube or you don't want to listen live and if you are listening in post hit the like button drop a comment we really appreciate it that's it we're out of here peace later peace later deuces